Sentire Media Thank you so much for downloading our podcast from Italy. I'm joined by my beautiful wife, Ashley. My name is Jason, and together we run, own, and operate No Half Measures Films. Oh, I got it right now. No longer uh, of La Tavola Marche, but it's still, in our, it's still in our lives. Yes, absolutely. Welcome, everyone. Happy New Year. Buon anno nuovo. It is the 2nd of Gennaio of 2016, the second day, and we are snuggled around the fire with a big giant uh, Rhodesian Ridgeback lying in front of the fire and doing a little podcast. Yes, our neighbors are out of town and we are dog sitting like we usually do in the winter and it means the early morning walk and we were up early, kind of a first misty morning in like months out here. Uh, but thankfully we took the walk early because the hunters were coming out in full force this morning. For you, those of you just joining us for the first time, we are two Americans who have relocated oh, eight years ago now. Going on nine. Going on nine. Uh, to the Italian countryside and it's just a little podcast of our lives, what we do out here, the trouble we get into and... We call it the podcast from Italy. And uh, typically we share stories of the mundane, the everyday, the we take breaks because we get bored with our own stories. (laughs) But uh, now that we are transitioning out of the agriturismo life uh, of having a farm in and cooking school and transitioning into the life of travelers and filmmakers and consultants uh we will share different stories so it'll still be a bit about having a garden we'll always have a garden um but now we have exciting things to talk about properties we want to look for and places we're traveling and so it's going to be for those of you listen for years past um it's still us it's still our same shtick and uh crazy banter And, uh, but a bit more travel, a bit more about life off the farm as well. Our transition now. Yeah. The transition of La Tavola Marque, the, our um, uh, journey into our next adventure, which will begin in a few days. Congratulations, Ashley. Just booked her first social media, uh, what, do you, what do you even call it? Yeah, like a blogging social media stay at a beautiful hotel, uh, the Mercer Hotel let's in talk, Barcelona. Let's talk about that. And well, we'll talk more about it when we get back because I don't even know. So, um, yes, we are. We've sold the business. We are transitioning with the new owners, and we'll be announcing um, who they are and all about them shortly. We're really excited. You guys are going to love them. And right now, we're in the property search for the next farmhouse for La Tavola Marque. We're looking still, if any of you have been out here before, we still love the Piobacoa Pacquiao area, the hills, the kind of foothills, I should say, the Apennines, and you're so far out here. We were looking in Borgo Pace the other day, almost a little even more remote, all the way to the coast, towards Fano and a bit south near Senegalia, where the wine area is. Yesi. Yesi. So um, we're kind of widening our search and looking for the next great stone farmhouse uh, to house the wonderful guests that come for uh, a very farm-to-table stay in the countryside and i think as much as i do love kakamona i think a change of scenery is not a bad thing i think it's actually good i think so too i think so too if it um having new owners of the business at the same property it would feel like 
Yes, that it's not the same. And now it definitely won't be the same, but it'll be a whole new adventure. And they can make Make it it their their own. own. Exactly. exactly. So uh, if anyone knows of any farmhouses (laughs) or agriturismos in the area, I might as well jump right into this conversation because um, if any real estate agents are listening from Lamarque, I hate to say it, you guys kind of suck. Like, well, they're just... (laughs) No one's really good at their job. The pictures no. that are on the pictures that they take to the um, the response times to the pictures are taken into dark rooms that are have blown out windows. There's horrible shadows. They take it at the wrong time of the year in the winter when it's like so bleak, um, or they only have one or two outside shots and you never see anything inside. Or they just, like Jason said, they never get back to you. I have emailed so many owners, so many real estate agents, and probably over two dozen in the last two weeks, and I think two people have gotten back to me. It's staggering. I know it's the holidays, but come on. No, you did this. You started this in early December. Yes. Right around the 1st of December. Yeah. So So I don't know. I don't know. Do you not want to sell your house? I don't get it. Do you not want the commission? I don't get it. Um, my favorite are the pictures, the artistic pictures where you want to see a picture of the house, the rooms, the kitchen and all that. And they'll have, um, a teapot like in blown out, like a, uh, half in focus, half out of focus teapot looking out through a window. What does that have to do with anything? I have no idea. So we'll figure it out. It's, it's going to be more word of mouth. That's how we've had better luck so far when we know someone and uh, we go and look at the property that way. So we've put our put it out to everyone we know where, um, all over Marque, and I think that's the way it's going to happen. Just a friend of a friend knows a cousin who has this agriturismo. Exactly. Because going online is ju- – we've spent hours. Oh, and then there was – I'm sorry. Three people have gotten to back to me. There was the one real estate agent who said – he was just so full of appointments during the holiday. And it was like, don't you mean personal appointments? Because what are you really just, doing? Just say that just I'm, say not, I'm, I'm all way until after the holidays. We understand. Oh, my God. So that has been an adventure. We also looked, um, well, on Christmas Day, we saw a property we really liked for ourselves, which was very exciting. So we'll have uh, some more info on that. And maybe, I don't know, we're going to go check it out again. It was the first place that for Jason and I, we looked at and thought, oh. <gasps> For us, I can live here. here. Outside of Fano, very sweet. Very, very sweet. And we saw that on Christmas Day, which we spent with Gaji and his family in Fano. Oh, God, tell... Well, what's so funny about this house that we're looking at for us is it is the house of the sister of Gaji, our adopted Italian papa, and which is great. Kind of keep it in the family. It's a great family. But this is what is so Italian. This property that she is um, looking to lease or sell is her country house, which is located how far, Jason? Three kilometers away from her permanent house. I must not have understood that correctly. No, no, no. Three kilometers. So, Thirty? Uh, three. Three. <laughs> a little over, not even two miles. So I, I guess it. Italians want, they ha- she has a house in Fano, like not in the wall, but in the, you know, it's the populated part of Fano. And I guess in the eight, uh, like 1980, 82, they wanted to buy a country house for their family that where they can go during the summer or whatever. So they bought one three kilometers away. And no one went there. No one went there. I think it was going to be their little love shack. Like, get away from everything. They never went. Three kilometers, it cracks me up. So... Uh, (laughs) 
Gaji is already has a strategic way. He was stewing about all the projects we could do there and how he loves it because it is so close to his house that he doesn't even have to turn from the main road. So he um, likes that. A he lot. does. He likes that a lot. Um, but let's talk about Christmas at Gaji's. Sure. So um, Christmas uh, with the Italians is a three day affair. It's uh, Christmas Eve where you have all the you know you've heard Night of the Seven Fishes or whatever twelve twelve fishes. fishes. Um, so you eat fish uh, the night before. You go to mass at midnight and then Christmas lunch, and then the day after is San Stefano, right? Yeah, San Stefano. Another in the UK, they call it Boxing Day, here they call it San Stefano, it's the feast of San Stefano, and then you have another lunch after that. So it was a whole lot of gaji. I love it, it's a lot of talking over each other as the lunch or meal progresses. Um, the vol your normal tone of voice must go higher not higher but louder because Mm -hmm. everyone else is talking it's building it's building so when we arrive it's you know uh aguri 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 kisses 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 everyone's nice and calm then you know as secundo's coming out i i look around and everyone's just screaming at each other totally and at one point i start uh teasing gaji about something and i say well you know when you were a kid or something about him being very old and everyone got silent and I was cracking up looking like I was totally making eye contact, give, like just ripping him, giving him such a hard time about something. And the whole family stops and stares at me and they go, you're the only one who can get away with talking to him like that. <laughs> it's like I just started cracking up because I thought, oh, I love it. I love it. Well, I feel like we've earned it. I think in, that's in what the, you were saying. In the sense that it's like a parent, like if you could say whatever you want about your mom or your dad. Oh, they're an asshole. Blah, 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 blah. But God forbid you hear someone else say that because they can't. So we spend almost every day with Gaji. So he sees his family. You know, he sees them like family. But we get the everyday Gaji. So we have earned the right to flip him shit. Exactly. And to, you know, say I think wh- that he's just so ornery that it was a surprise at the table on Christmas Day to, you know, have one of the elders being flipped so much shit. Well, you got to remember the, the family dynamic. Like he's around exactly. with his nieces and nephews, and to him, he's the scary. Oh my gosh! Uncle and they, that- they call him Zeos. You know, it's Uncle this, Aunt this, Grandma this, not a hey, Godster, <laughs> <laughs> oldie, old timer. <laughs> Do I have a uh, joke to play on you? So it was funny, and then God and God, she's Godgy. Like, this should be Gaji segment we should have each week. Um, but at the end, like Jason said, the conversation, the everything escalates. By the end of lunch, more family has arrived. And, God, everyone's drinking. And, um, the, like, the food is all cleared. We're at coffee and booze. And Gaji starts talking about the death penalty. <laughs> Two of his nieces go, Zio, per favore. Oh, Giannatale, please. Uncle, today is Christmas. Can we not talk about the death penalty today? And it was just so funny because I thought, oh, my God. He just... He he just doesn't quit either. Like he just goes full stupid. It doesn't matter if it's Christmas. He's uh, talking politics and everything. Gaji's, so it was a Gaji's it was Gaji. great. It was great. We had a great time. I love the yelling and the chaos. Oh, you the... know what I love is the bicacha. Uh, Christini. Yes. So, um, what do we eat? What is the traditional things for Christmas in Italy in our area? So, because Gaji and all of his niece nephews are hunters, um, they always start off with 
um, Crostini of Boccaccio. Hold on. What is Boccaccio? Woodcock? Woodcock. That's on Christmas Day. The day my, night before, like Jason was saying, all the fishes, they're in fauna. Yeah, so they we'll do have, all we'll do the, it. you know, tagliatelle with sugo di pesce and bacalao or, um, you know, or fried fish, whatever. That's But the Christmas Day is um, always the Boccaccio. And it's very special because it's this bird with a long beak and it is a bird of royalty Pre- right prestigious bird. Yeah, yeah it's very beautiful it's very prestigious it's hard to find so they make a um a pate out of this and put it on toast it is awesome it is so good uh yet this is still <laughs> and you serve it with the head you serve it with the head on the plate which is hysterical because rosada always comes running out at the very end and puts the head on the plate and but part of my favorite thing is, is it's so good, but this is still um, Rosanna cooking. And she does, like, these things, she does great. But you still find BBs, so you have to be you, careful. <laughs> you find the shot in the in the, uh, in the the thing sometimes, so you can't bite down too hard because you'll break a tooth if there's totally. still a Totally. It there. just, you know, I love it when something's being passed around. Oh, watch out for the shot. Sh- <laughs> but it's delicious. The and then um, then we have uh, Passatelli and Brodo, the little hats of... Oh, Capaletti. Cap- Sorry, shoot. Uh, Capoletti and Brodo, the little hats with broth. That we were making all... Uh, Ashley made a uh, video of that. You can check it out on... Uh, where can they find that? They can find that. Um, it's called Capoletti, A Christmas Story. And you can find that on YouTube or Vimeo. And uh, I'll put a link to it with the podcast. I think we're going to drop in either... Um, we'll take a break now or at the end and drop in the clip of Gaggi talking about Capoletti. It's only a minute or so. Maybe we'll do it right now. And um, we'll put in Gaggi's narration so you can hear his beautiful voice and... Uh, and if you want to see the video that accompanies it and understand the translation, check out our YouTube page and um, or go to our blog, nohalfmeasureslife.wordpress.com, and you can see all of our films there. Great. All right. So this is just a little one-minute um, voiceover of Gaji. And listen to – Gaji speaks Italian very clearly, very um, – slowly in this and he, he pronounces everything really well so if you're studying italian you can listen to this and basically get the gist of it all right here you go Fine. i cappelletti sono il piatto tipico di natale in quasi tutte le regioni d'italia vengono consumati nel pranzo di natale sono fatti con un ripieno di vari tipi di carne aromatizzata con buccia di limone con noce moscata, si mette anche uova e formaggio. Questo ripieno viene inglobato in una pasta all'uovo fatta rigorosamente a mano e vengono consumati o con un brodo, mettendo un brodo particolarmente buono, o tacchino vero, o cappone, o anche vitello, oppure con ragù, Oppure anche con ragù bianco con panna. Ok? Sì. Buon Natale con i cappelletti italiani. <laughs> All right. So to see the uh, video portion of that, um, maybe you'll put a link with it? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I just said. Oh, and okay. I think it, it was hysterical because I showed Gaggi the video of the time lapse of doing the cappelletti and he was like... 
Yeah, it's good. But you need some more audio. You need more audio in your videos. Like, I love how he's been giving me little notes here and there. And then he starts talking about the Capoletti. And we said, oh, my God, hold on. And we just grabbed the uh, recorder that we use for the podcast without the mic or anything. And she said, hold this and repeat exactly what you said. And he did it in one perfect take. One no minute, stumbling. One minute no, to uh, No mixing up his words um. or backtracking or ums. And so I think we'll have him narrate a few other things. There's a big polenta. Oh, there was a polenta thing going. It's supposed to be going on tomorrow. We found out too late, unfortunately, um, through Facebook that in our beautiful little Piobico, one of the old traditions is making polenta um, over an open fire on a copper cauldron by hand and mixing it. And uh, they decided some of the old timers were going to give lessons in town to help continue this tradition, which I think is a beautiful idea. But we didn't realize that it was actually like a full on course, like series, you know, a few weeks long. We thought maybe it was just a one night thing and found out about it too late. But um, tomorrow they're supposed to be having their graduation in town and their graduation is they all have to make their own copper pot of polenta and but i was talking to the pharmacist the hot one the son and he was saying that because he's one of the guys doing it that it probably won't happen because it's the weather's supposed to get bad so it's probably next week but i was thinking that would be a cool one to um, record and have gaji do the voiceover about polenta and why polenta is from this area and the story of it and the men because he always loves talking about we'll do that. that because it's a whole story we can talk about polenta al carbonara yeah and it's not carbonara like the carbonara sauce you think of. no it's, no it's, like we'll go into it yeah. it's a whole thing um so that was it was just great spending the holidays with gaji it fly by flies by it's dreaded but flies by <laughs> and then new year's kind of came and went without anything i mean we were in bed by 10 o'clock so what do you want <laughs> so um it's been really weirdly warm here i don't know um in uh i know most of italy um they got a little snow up in the alps this weekend but man it has been weird warm and this um fog at night it is clear and cold like we'll get a really hard frost in the morning um when you wake up but the freaking not a cloud in the sky and it's been like this the last time we had rain was when we went to sicily right yes but that wasn't rain here no, that so rain there hasn't been rain months, here at kakamone for months the um it's just real dry the rivers uh the rivers and streams are really low it's just weird mm-hmm. and we got another delivery of wood the other day in preparation because you know El Nino, I don't know. So we we're kind of nervous because Jason was talking about it the other day and was like, do you realize the winter that we had the most snow in 150 years was the same winter that we had the mildest December and then it came on full fledged at the end of January, February. And it was like, oh, it's true. Shit. See, I have this, uh, I have, I'm a weather dork. I like <laughs> weather. So I have this uh, weather station outside and it tracks the weather, you know, it tracks it every day and you can look it up on your computer and blah, blah, blah. Well, Three years ago, we had the worst worst uh, snowstorm in 150 years here in 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 central Italy. But yeah, it, it, was it was really weird. But it coincided with the warmest December mm-hmm. that we've had in quite a while, and it's the same pattern this year. So I am scared. It's weird. So we are kind of freaking ourselves out, even though it's so warm. We anticipated that the shit's about to hit the fan, so we bought. Uh, we got a bunch more wood delivered. <laughs> and this year, I did not make the mistake of leaving the wood up by where we parked exactly. the cars. We filled the outdoor kitchen full. You I can, took a great picture. <laughs> you can barely walk in there. It's great. It's enough wood. Because last time, we had, I, we had wood for like two weeks, but the storm lasted three. And once we ran out of wood and the... Um, 
and it was buried under feet and feet of snow. There was no getting to it, and we were in deep trouble. So this year, we, we, got, the, we got it. Well, and I can't tell if that means we're just so smart and we're going to be so prepared or now we're not going to get any snow or anything. It's like, not, now it's I not going like to happen. What's going to happen is we're going to end up with really mild and we're going to ha- – what? Oh, oh, that we're going to have to um, <laughs> empty the wood out in the spring because we're not going to go through it. <laughs> so we've been busy hauling the wood and all of that. Um, we've also got La Bafana coming up this week. And I know we've talked about that a million times on the podcast. So real quick recap of what La Bafana is. La Bafana is the good witch that is known to be from Urbana, our neighboring village. And she comes for the good children on the night of Epiphany on the 6th of January. Or the, the I think she comes on the 5th. Um, and yeah. she, uh, you, she's got a broom. She cleans your house. She leaves... Sweets and goodies, um, caramels for the good children and their stockings. And for the bad children, she leaves coal. So very, very similar to Santa. Um, you leave out some wine and goodies for her because she does clean up your house, which is super nice. And Santa does not do that. He just makes a mess in your chimney. And um, so we've got the festival going on this weekend for that. And if you guys want to check out our video, we did it one um, like two years ago on... Festa della Bafana, the folklore, food, and festival. Um, the Epiphany also signals the return to uh, business happening yes, in Italy. Finally. Um, because nothing really happens here from you know, a week before Christmas. Actually, yeah, a week before Christmas all the way through the 6th of December. Inclu- or 6th of January. From business transactions and banking and just... It's just everyday stopped. hardware, shorter hours to less deliveries at the grocery store and fruit and Mail, vegetables. Yeah. Nothing it's... really. I mean, they might say that, you know, business as usual during this week, but it's not. You're kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Yes, business is not as usual. But like you said, we've got some um, upcoming travels. So be sure to follow us on Periscope. I know we did a um, podcast. One of the last podcasts we did, we did it paired with Periscope, which was fun. And Periscope is the free app you can get that's uh, a live broadcast. And you can check out what's going on all around the world. And it's uh, done through Twitter. So Periscope and follow us at Ashley Bartner. And don't miss a single live feed <laughs> um january february the two worst months in my opinion in italy these are the dog days of winter this is going to be this is where it gets uh, dark cold boring you get fat actually mission accomplished I just going to keep it silent to make it awkward because it's true. Let let that sink in. That is why we also, in um, many years, like to travel this time. It's the off season. When we tend to travel in the winter, it's because it's our only time off. And it means you get better deals, <laughs> uh, less uh, tourists in these destinations. There's um, normally a lot of discounts for flights. We love those low-cost carriers here in the EU that get you all around. Should we talk about how to travel cheap through Europe in the off-season real quick? Yes, I thought you said to try to do smoother segues, and I totally was segueing into oh, that I blew very you smoothly. Up. You did. You smoothly segued. That was such a smooth segue, you didn't even know it. No, I didn't. <laughs> very good. <laughs> Ashley's holding the paper today. Yes. Normally, I hold the paper. Exactly. And I think that's why I go, well, so what's next? But now I know what's next, and I've been doing my that's nice segues the entire time. Woo. Yes. All, All right. right. So, so 
<laughs> that was not even planned. There are lots of low cost um, carriers throughout Europe. Some, um, some of course, um, you've heard of like, um, like Ryanair, Ryanair, EasyJet, Easy Vueling. Vueling um, we don't say it right. It's not Vueling. It's I know it's like Vueling. I don't know. It's like V U E. L-I-N-G or yeah. something like that. Hop is a new one from through, Air, France. Um, Air France. There's a bunch. That... Meridiana is part of Alitalia, I think. There's a lot that kind of make you nervous, too, because you're like, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> no, so fine. I know, but that's what I was going to say. There's a ton. Like, we saw Volite. Like... Volite, yeah. Um, so each of them have their own specialty. Like, um, uh, Ryanair does a lot of UK, Ireland uh throughout um western europe viewing the one we pronounce them wrong is based out of like barcelona spain so they're all over Mer- meridiana does a good job of italy to other destinations um what's the one blue panorama that was the worst one. Oh, that was the worst but the great part about this is you can really really fly for like 20 euros it's true it's really but you have to do a couple things one you have to carry on because if you pack the way they make their money is suitcases. So if you check suitcases, it's usually double the price of your ticket. Because I'm literally paying 40 euros to get from Ancona to whatever, Barcelona. And the, the bag will be 50. Um, so uh, two, you have to be flexible. It's never going to be the 9 a.m. flight. No, no. It's either like the 6 a.m. or the 8 p.m. Yeah, or where you something get like that. 10. But... Have a little flexibility and you'll save a ton. And of number money. three, you have to follow directions. The the whole website and their whole checkout system online is trying to extract every single cent from you they can. They're going to offer you pick your seats, and then you pick your seats, and you you have what you have to do is they're going to give you all of these options on the what looks like the main side of the screen, the left main part of the screen, but on the right side you'll see a continuous um, tally of your your score of your bill. I think say score because it's your IQ test as well, and make sure that. That number does not change as you work your way down your check boxes that you have to do. So pick your seats. Some of them let you pick your seats. I think Vueling does for free. Others like Ryanair, Ryanair no. no, it's 10 bucks. So if you pick your seats, now your price just went up. If By you, 25%. Yes, um, a bunch of them make you ask if you want insurance. And in fact, you have to like Denied, find yeah. on the list of your countries the one that says no insurance like under n for no insurance not under uh, opt out or i don't know it's very confusing and um then of course if you want to have your luggage and if you have extra luggage if you want to print if you don't if you show up to the airport without your um boarding uh, um, confirmation printed out they charge you uh everything so follow directions take your time and you really can get there so if you're coming to italy or if you're coming to europe and you find a super smoking deal to I don't know, um, uh, Lisbon, because TAP Airlines is having a great sale from wherever to Lisbon. Great. Buy that ticket. And then you can find one of these really cheap regional airlines to take you wherever you want to go. Or if you're coming to Europe and you're going to be you know, in Spain and you're like, man, we'd really love to get to Greece. 
or we'd really love to get to Italy. You can get there really, really cheap. The days of buying the rail pass are over. Yeah. Do not you the rail pass, especially like a Euro rail pass. Like you just freaking fly. It's a hell of a lot cheaper and a hell of a lot quicker. The the yeah the Euro passes. Yes, if this was the seventies and eighties and the early nineties, sure. But the 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 rail system is not the way to go anymore. The way to go is these cheap, low cost air air flights. And like Jason said, read everything because um, some of them. I think it's Ryanair and EasyJet for sure. As an American citizen, if you are not holding an EU passport, you must afford yourself a little extra time because you need to go whether you're carrying on or not. And you need to go check in and have a um, kind of a stamp that they've checked your passport. And, man, we've been in line for those flights before and heard some American guys behind us going, why does it say visa passport check, non-EU? And it's like, oh, shit, you got to go back through security. We're lined up to board. You better go You better go now. Um... So it is. But if you you play your cards right, if you pack light, you can have a great, easy trip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it's something fun we like to try to do. Our friends um, who have the gelato shop in Fano, many of you guys have met them from Maki, and they do the same thing in the winter. They'll just find the cheapest place to go. Yep. They're off in the winter, too. Where's a good cheap place, good flight, and... Book it. Let's go. Oh, another thing. A lot of the, um, some of these low cost small airlines do not show up on search engines. Yeah. So if like you Sky go Scanner. to um, well Expedia or oh. what's more international ones. Yeah, you're right. Expedia. Something Expedia like that. or, or um, Kayak or any of those. <laughs> so um, if you're looking for some of these, some of the message boards for um, where you're traveling, like a. I don't know, type it into Google. Google is your friend and you'll find these different airlines. That you're like, oh, I've never even heard of Air Berlin. Well, like, Where does Air Berlin go? It's not showing up on a search engine. Ryanair does not. Sh- do they show up on Ryanair? No. I don't think so. The The other thing is, is if you're looking to fly into something like Amsterdam, look at the surrounding airports like Schiphol or I'm sorry, Eindhoven. And if you were willing to Charleroi. rent a car, Charleroi, and you have a That's lot Brussels. of um, other possibilities if you're flexible and um, especially with the winter travel like that. So that, or what you can do is if you are knowing you're going to fly into Barcelona or Ancona or whatever, whether meaning whether it's a smaller or bigger airport, go to that airport's website and you can see either a destinations like where flights are coming in from or a list of airlines that use that airport. So obviously something like Rome, that's going to be different yeah that's there's a shit ton on that list but you look at ancona and you see four <laughs> airlines that are serviced that service that airport you go okay now we can now we know we have a list of where we can go for literally no money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so something to think about it's what we do we've been doing that um in the last couple of weeks trying to figure out for instance, we're going to Barcelona to for this social media thing. So, and we did Spain. We did Spain. I'm sorry. We did uh, Sicily uh, in yeah. November. Last minute, cheap tickets, and it's great. Great, like, and keep looking back um, because places like Bordeaux just opened new flights to Rome, and so it's always changing. But uh, it's definitely a fun way to get around out here. And like Jason said, not the trains. Yeah, don't do. The I don't know. Tra- I just don't. I never. We've done the trains a couple times, but I love having a car and the flexibility to, to jump in the car and go. And well, in, um, in northern Europe, northern Europe, the trains are much more reliable and much nicer than around here. But I just don't think it's. It just takes. I don't know. I don't. I don't think train travel is the way to go. No. Well. Dead air. 
I know. It's good stuff. Good stuff. I'm That's looking good at pod. this dog down here because Jason, um, he's all passed out from his morning walk and Jason wants a dog so bad. Every winter when we watch Zoom, he gets he gets dog happy. I want a big dog. But you want we want a puppy. We want a puppy because I don't think the, that the uh, uh, our cats. Yeah, our cats <laughs> won't like a big dog. No, but we've been looking at some. Uh, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember their names now. The one that the neighbors have. Um, Oh, uh, Bernie's Mountain Thank Dog. Thank you. Yes. Bernie's Mountain Dog, St. Bernard, um, the Dougie, Doug Dubordeaux. But he's kind of too ugly when he gets big. That's a um, French Mastiff. Or better known as a Turner and Hooch. Yeah, Turner and Hooch Dog. Um, a Boxer's more, you know, that's probably more along those size we'll probably end up getting. But mm-hmm. I would love a big giant dog. But it has to be short hair. And one that likes to have and, a job. And, and the first two I mentioned were super long hair. Yeah, that's true. But can you shave him down? Yeah. Yeah, can you? Uh-huh. Is it good? It's bad for him? I don't think so in the summer. It cools him off and everything. Mm. I don't think it's bad to shave him down. Oh, so <laughs> I did so well this almost entire podcast without <laughs> having a So, what should we talk about that's next? That's the second dead air. Uh so if we're do- if we're bored with our own podcast, maybe we should wrap it up. I was just going to say maybe we should <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> We started so strong. What happened? Um, are we going to do a song this week or or no? Um, we can, actually. Let's do the song that is played at the end of my autumn video. Great. Okay. So why don't you plug all your videos? I'm going and all to. I was going to say one more time. So you can check, find all of our videos on nohalfmeasureslife.wordpress.com, and that is our new blog. Our website is still underway, and this is a great place to direct everyone. New um, podcasts will be posted there. New videos, the um, new blog posts about travels and everything. So you can really see what we're up to and where we've been and where we're headed next. You can see all the videos on there under the films page. And uh, we were talking about the Capaletti, A Christmas Story, La Bafana, and check out the one I did about autumn, kind of a love letter to autumn here in the countryside. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Ashley Bartner and Facebook as well. Or you can follow us at nohalfmeasures.life on Instagram or nhmfilms.com. Uh, coming up this week, we're going to go look at the uh, Gaji sisters' house again in Fano to check it out. We're going to do a video from there. We'll do like a video and take a bunch of pictures and put it up so everyone can see. Uh, we're also going to keep on looking for uh, property for the agriturismo. And I have to still get my Italian driver's license, which I have not. I keep dreading and putting off. And... Um, well, I was going to say, since we're doing these more regularly again, if, uh, if you guys have questions or stories you'd like to hear, sh- shoot us a message, um, and we'll make sure to include it into the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I can't believe people actually do it. I really, It really freaks us out. And um, and I know. We got such great response after posting the last yeah. two that it feels great. So uh, uh, a big thanks to you. Happy, healthy New Year. Prosperous to everyone. And we will probably do this again in a week or so. Aguri. Aguri. Buon anno nuovo. Ciao, ciao. I wish I was a slave to an angel trade. Like riding around on rail cars and working long days. Lord have mercy on my rough and rowdy ways 
Lord, have mercy on my rough and rowdy ways. Call it one drink too many. Call it pride of a man. If you sit or you stand, 'cause they both end in trouble and start again. Yeah, they both end in trouble and start again. Do it over and over and over again. We do it over.
These are the places I will always go. So I wish I was a slave to an age-old trade. Lord, have mercy on my rough and rowdy ways. Sentir a media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com. That's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com and find out how to submit your show.